Hey guys, if you live in Zimbabwe, you may have seen a number of stories in the press speaking about the influx of counterfeit or illicit alcohol that's flooding the market. This is obviously especially concerning as we approach the festive season. Maybe you've even seen forwards in the group chat with alcohol being sold at ridiculously cheap prices. The scariest thing about this recent trend is that consumers don't know what's in the drinks they're consuming. Some of these counterfeit alcohols contain harmful products such as ethanol and pure alcohol as well as coloring agents that could cause irreversible damage to the health of consumers. So because of this, Jameson Irish Whiskey has launched the hashtag BuyOriginal campaign. To help you identify that your Jameson Irish Whiskey is original, they have added extra safety and security markers to protect you. Whenever you buy a bottle of Jameson Irish Whiskey, look out for a clear seal on the neck of the bottle with the Jameson text and a white sticker on the bottle reminding you to drink responsibly. For more information on how Jameson Irish Whiskey is protecting you from counterfeit alcohol and how you can identify if your whiskey is original, head on over to twobroketumbos.com forward slash Jameson or look out for the information on our social media pages. Jameson Irish Whiskey by original. You know, Phil, it's almost like, you know, we all have problems that need the help of an auntie. Mm. Older auntie to, to you know, much Just like the timeline. You know, step in, give us some sage advice, you know what I mean? You know, we are huge fans of the aunties. Mm. This all is the dedicated aunties. to the, the auntie from the timeline who's helping all the young ladies get their bills paid. That's what Kandoda's talking about. Hey. I know you're obviously aware of this, but do you have you ever watched? Did you ever watch the show? Religiously, Dad. What are you talking about? It was a religious viewing experience. To all my uh, Zimbabweans, the real ones, you know what this is. If you're not Zimbabwean, I can't. There's no other way for me to explain it to you. It's there's, just a, it's no. A there's Dan. It's it's Oprah, but in Shona. Yeah, yeah. Zimbabwean no, Oprah. Same, same. Get, 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 get. One to one. Well, except you know you didn't go, you didn't leave the show with anything. <laughs> Except a, a morbid disappointment in humanity, but you'd, you'd yeah. leave it with sage advice <laughs> and a deep understanding of the Zimbabwean psyche. Uh, okay, listen, listen. I know it's like we always say it every week, but this time for real, for real, this is going to be one of our shortest episodes. So, uh, Philip, mm-hmm. I have to ask you: Are you good to go? Sound of them. Hey, 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 hey! I am. Let me. Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twin Bowls. It's your boy Danny, that guy, aka Danny Ass, aka the only guy, aka, please, please, 
As we are watching the birth of a new villain in the universe, compare me to Leonardo DiCaprio. Because it doesn't matter how much money you got on Mr. Steal Your Girl. Danny, that guy. Mm. Dan, did you see the breaking news that Leo will be playing Jim Jones in an upcoming Diplomats biopic? Ballin! I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Who do you think is going to play Freaky Ziki? <laughs> My only question is, I think the, the you know, <laughs> Jim Jones' main antagonist should be uh, Jadakiss, clearly. Because, I mean, if... if Jadakiss played by if, Keenan Thompson. <laughs> if Versus has told us anything. <laughs> okay. okay. That, that, that joke might be a little too out of the week. Well, the joke here is, there was a, an announcement that Leo DiCaprio will be playing Jim Jones. In an upcoming movie, and the Gen, Gen Gen Zs only know one Jim Jones, and he wasn't the cult leader who forced everyone to drink the orange juice. It was it's Jim Jones, the rapper. So people were complaining the two, and there were some hilarious memes coming out of it. Hilarious, <laughs> but anyway, that's the, the, the real Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, sorry, do your intro. I'm mistakenly irrefutable, the unquestionable. The don't invite me to your premiere, boo. Phil Chart, aka Flame Flaws, the Big Boss, baby, aka Pizza B, aka Sexington Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, and aka Shawari, the Tangere or Dringy. Just hyping you up a little there, Phil. You know, just right, keep cool, the energy cool. up. Up, up, up your That's volume, little Dan. I can't hear you, my brother. Oh, uh, my apologies. I believe it is because I am also putting across the music from... There we go. Mm. Mm. So anyway, as I was saying, this, at some po- at one point, not currently, you know, it, it keeps shifting. But at one point, the richest man in the world, Jeff Bezos, um, founder of Amazon, he was somewhere with his girlfriend, the one that he got divorced for dating. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren Sanchez, I believe her name is. I read a very interesting history of hers. She she was very focused. She was like, I am getting to the top. And she took all the steps on the ladder to get there. But anyway, that's not the point of this story. The point of the story is um, Jeff Bezos was with his girlfriend, um, whatever her name is, I've already forgotten. And they met Leo DiCaprio. Mm. And you could just see from her face. And Leo was like, Trigger! Which one of y'all girls is coming home with me? And and I was just watching and I was like, this is the birth of a, a supervillain. That's what we're seeing right now. Lex He's got Luther, billions of Lex dollars. Luther, tell you. <laughs> and then he tweeted, he tweeted a threat. I saw, it, I saw it. He's standing, he's standing by a sign that says, uh, uh, Sharp Cliff, uh, be, what's it? Stay away. And he, and mm, he goes like, Leo, just come here and I'll show you something. And that's a reference to, um, what's that movie where Leo's on the island and someone gets pushed off the cliff? Um... I know which movie you're talking about, but I forgot what it's called. Yeah, yeah but one. anyway, it's 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 a joke, haha, <laughs> lol. Yeah, Can't. but um, uh, I mean, I got my eyes on Jeff. <laughs> I got my eyes on Jeff. All right, hey, we said it's gonna be a short show, so let's uh, let's yeah, actually get uh, into it. Doctor's orders, then it's gotta be a short show. Yes, gotta be a short there's show. no power. There's been no power in Zim and South Africa. It's uh, we're struggling out here. Uh tough times, tough times. Um, but you know what? What Dan? Tough times never last. Only tough people last. 
Tough times doesn't last, Phil. That's what you need to remember. So let's do some Zimbabweans doing it big. Let's start off with the Lady Chevrons, Captain Marianne Musonda, who has been nominated for the International Cricket Council, uh, October Player of the Month. Um, basically saying this month, she was probably the best player in the world. Well, she was one of three. We're waiting for the announcement. It'll be uh, apparently, they say, second Monday of each month. So I guess we'll expect the announcement next Monday. I don't know. some point, we're oh. waiting for the announcement. But shout out to Marianne Musonda for being nominated. Um, yeah, she led Zimbabwe in their four-match ODI series against Ireland. She scored 169 runs with a strike rate of 90.86. Scored her maiden century. So well done. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, someone else to give a shout out to. And I saw this in the newspaper and I was quite shocked. <laughs> United States-based Zimbabwean rapper Malcolm Meech Lafleur Chitsa scored big in his career after he recently collaborated with America's multi-award winning musician Future. On a single titled, Who Knew? Would you like to hear the single, Philip? I, I, I very much like to hear the single because I have questions. Future, Meech Lafleur, who's Zimbabwean. And, um, and, uh, <sighs> Moscow. Check it out. Hey, 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 Future. Hey, man. Let me just let you understand, man. Like, hey, I understand, man. I get it. I do get it. So don't bother them about two miles to that back. Still ain't cause I'm parking two door down from spots. Two four eight six farms in my garage. Yeah, I waste time on hoes. There's always chasing clout. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? The engineer on the beat. Now be mixing that shit. But now bringing that heat. Shady a demon with the prettiest girl sitting in the wild. Got me sitting thinking, am I letting her ruin my life? I like the way that she greets me. I like the way that she needs me. I like if she acting so filthy. That she grants some baby don't leave. Don't well. I know that shit too well. <laughs> well, anyway, this has got a whopping 1,815 views on YouTube. So, flying the flag. Okay, that sounded shady. I was just joking. <laughs> but I, I I mean, I didn't know that as Zimbabwe did a song with Future and I feel like that's a big deal. So shout out to Mitch LaFleur. And then um, just a quick clarification. Last week we were celebrating Kara Black uh, and I erroneously said that she was she had now officially gone into the 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 Tennis Hall of Fame. No, what, what had actually happened is she won the fan vote the fan vote contributes 3% of the entire vote. <laughs> so. <laughs> Three. So if you're number one in the fan oh vote, you get. <laughs> you need to have, you need to have an affirmative vote of 75%, uh, including the three. So if you, if, if she gets 72% and plus the 3% from the fan vote, then she will be inducted into the tennis hall of fame. So yeah, we're gonna find that out uh, early next year uh, after the the actual so voting group, the voting official voting group. Look, like it's something. For three, three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Let's follow up from our last episode. Um, our last episode was the the major leave episode. Um, we spoke about the major league uh, DJs situation. Look. Um, there's, there's something that's been going on in the timeline and just the the inaccuracy irks me. Well, well, 
Okay. <laughs> Why do you, like you know what I've, I've learned <laughs> my lesson. It's do you know and I think about this. I still like, I still see I still see you fighting on the timeline sometimes. No, no, it's not so. even fighting. It's just pointing out like people just trying to be and, and I'll just point out and I'll be like, yo, guys, this is done. Okay. Set it up and then I'll I'll hop in. Okay. Set it up. All right. <laughs> so last week, if you'll recall, we spoke about how the Major League DJs event in Harare didn't happen. Uh, as part of compensation, Major League DJs announced that they were going to do a makeup event on the 22nd of December. Everyone who bought a ticket would come free. That's what they said. Anyway, this week, Major League DJs uh, announced that they have got a residency in Ghana that starts off around about mid-December all the way through December into early January. They announced it last month then. So, so okay, they re-announced within, it. Even in our, they did announce it because even in our episode, no, no, I'm saying they re-announced it. it. Yeah, they, so they re-announced it. Okay, so everyone was like, "Wow, you all really gonna do us like this?" And I was like, "Wait, you guys know our residency works, right?" No, they don't. I mean, they don't. Yeah. So major league DJs are gonna play once a week in Ghana. Do you think they're gonna live in Ghana for like two months during festive period? The hottest DJ act in Africa is going to be living in one place because of once a week. Come on, guys. Okay. Come on. So I think before you do that, let's explain. Guys, a residency means that you are guaranteed a booking and you are a headline act for one night or maybe multiple nights per week, but normally one night. So you might hear a big big artist like Tiesto, Hardwell, Calvin Harris. Um, Black Coffee. Black coffee, exactly. Black coffee. Mm-hmm. They will get residencies at like, let's say, Hakkasan in, in Vegas, right? That means for every every Friday night, for example, you'll go there and you're guaranteed to see black coffee. This is done because it uh, if you're a big DJ, people are constantly going to be coming to see you. And if you're in a tourist hotspot like Las Vegas and Ghana in December, Lots of people are going to be flying into the country and are going to want to see you guys play. And it's good for you because you have guaranteed revenue and you're guaranteed audiences. It's nice because being a performer, sometimes even when you're hot, you might not get, like there might be weekends with no bookings. You know what I mean? So it's, it's good to have that recurring revenue. However, their residency is on a Monday. Last time I checked, even when you go via Lagos, it's only 10 hours to fly from Ghana to Zimbabwe. They're probably not even going to be based in Ghana. You know, they're probably still going to be based in South Africa and just fly out probably every Sunday. They, or, they, or they Monday might morning. be considering the fact that I don't think they've, they, I don't think they've been back to South Africa. I think the first time they were back in South Africa for months was the week before they came to Zim. Really? Where were they the, the rest of the time? They spent, they spent about a month in Ghana and then they spent a month in the UK. Then they did another month in America. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, it's like, guys, I, I, and I get it. It's obviously nice to continue the gag. You know what I mean? To continue the laughs. I, I get it. I don't think it's the gag anymore. I think it's people, it almost feels like there's people that thrive on negativity. Like it, it's, it's, no, it's no, almost no, no, a drive. No. I, don't, I don't think that. It's, it's, it was just reactionary. I don't think, it's like people didn't pause to think. They just heard, no, you see, you got to understand, Phil, within the word residency, is the word reside. So they were going to be residing in Ghana full time. I guess it's just people being reactionary. If you're actually like, pause for a second and like, wait, wait, read the full headline. Read the full, what story? What does it say? Mondays. Uh-huh. Not, you no, see. Not, not, not even that. Before we even get that far. I, and I mentioned this before. There was no need for Major League DJs to announce that makeup show. 
I I I am I have all the confidence in the world. Um, uh, even though I don't I don't know him personally, the individual that I'm alluding to, I'm not gonna say his name, even though I don't know him personally, I do know of his reputation. And I am very confident that that person was like, you know what, guys, we, my bad, our, our bad, we messed up, but we need to have you guys come back because I'm sure he'd like to see them perform as well. And he was like, here's a little sum to guarantee your return because there was no reason for Major League DJs to say we're doing a, a makeup show. They are contractors, you know what I mean? Unless there's some ownership deal that we don't know about in the back end, they are contractors. So as a contractor, if someone pitches you, pays for you to pitch up to work to do a project, and when you get there, there's no laptop for you to work from, and you can't do the project, you don't have to announce your return on the Monday because that's not what you're paid for. Mm. So I believe no, that they I, were paid, I, uh, and I believe they shall return. I can understand why they would feel the need because even though, as we discussed, you know, it's we can see where to pinpoint the blame, they might still feel bad or they might want to try and you know, they, they might be worried that people are talking bad on their names. You know how sensitive artists are, especially on social media. That I get. So I can that, understand. But, but yeah. for you to go from, we want to do a makeup show, which is which can be very vague. That, and it can never really happen. Oh, but oh, you're guaranteed that you're coming back to Zimbabwe anyway, because you, you know your bookings are going to be hot. So that show then becomes the quote unquote makeup show. But for you to announce we're doing a makeup show and then to say, yo, this is the date that we've locked in. That means mm. discussions were had. Yeah, and agreements would come to. That's what I'm assuming, and that's peak festive season. So anyway, so the point is, look, I don't know for a fact whether major league DJs will come back or not. Um, for the reasons as Phil, Phil has mentioned, it looks likely that they will. But what we can say for a fact is the fact that they have a residency in Ghana has nothing to do with whether they'll come or not, because as we've discussed already, it's once a week. It's on a Monday night, um, and you can guarantee that whatever money they're earning in Ghana is probably enough to cover flights there as well. Um, the, by the way, the 22nd of December in Zim is a Wednesday, just so you know. Anyway, moving forward, uh, another quick follow-up and clarification. Last week, we spoke about Tendai Ndoro. So uh, this came from, uh, I think it was B-Metro that broke the story. Uh, and then Tando Maseko, who's uh, Tendai Ndoro's ex-wife, she came out and she was like, hey, sorry, your story is uh, it's, it's inaccurate. I think she reached out to Aiharare or one of these blog sites. Oh, and good Lord. <laughs> she good basically and, said, and I read the story. With, with getting getting all of those people. <laughs> she said, she said, yes, Tendai Ndoro is my ex-husband, but we divorced in 2018. Since 2018, I don't even know what he's been doing. When I left him, he had his money, his house, his cars. We were all good. He had uh, he dated other people after me. Whatever happened with his money and house didn't involve me. So I actually just wanted to mention that because we we were kind of salty when we were talking about it. So just for clarification's sake, um, yeah. Mm. This is just the episode of corrections. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, look, we're not a news organization, so I don't always expect us to have every breaking news 100% accurate. But where we can be accurate, we try to be. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, um, do you want to do some Cardi discussions? I saw you put something down here about um, a, a Merck antiviral pill. Yes, Dan, we've now got COVID pills. We're nearing the end. <laughs> will you take your COVID pills? I, I'll take, guys, if you tell me it's a suppository, I will bend over and spread my cheeks. Let's go. What, 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 why, what does why, it take? Why did you have to get so graphic? Why? Where's an antiviral listening? 
First of all, it's Vanessa. Secondly, oh. <laughs> I'm speaking about a medical procedure, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Auntie Vanessa. <laughs> I side note, I don't know whether to call her Auntie Vanessa or Vanessa or you know no, moms. Stick, or, stick with aunties. No, no, stick with auntie. Okay, I think you're right, Auntie. Stick, stick with Auntie, buddy. It's just safe. Yep. <laughs> it just feels no, too no, formal. No, no, no. no, I'm telling you, that's 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 the one to go for. And then okay. later, if if cows are delivered, then you mm-hmm, can switch mm-hmm. to. But until those cows are delivered, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah. So tell me about this pill. Um, let me see. What does it say? I actually haven't seen this news until you put it down here. Well, there's actually two because um, there is Molunpivirin. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Mm, That's going to be made by Cambridge Analytica. Analytica, sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. No, that's that's, that's the data company. (laughs) Is it going to be made by Cambridge Analytica? <laughs> okay. I was like, wait, Cambridge Channel. Next thing you'll be like, yeah, Meta is also making, you know, Meta Facebook is also making. <laughs> now that would be something. Yo, imagine in the metaverse if you're gonna pay for vaccinations. <laughs> that'd be that'd be that'd be peak capitalism. Like you live in the metaverse and then you gotta pay for medical treatment, or else your character dies and you can't revive them. <laughs> Uh, but yes. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. so Cambridge have Molnupiravir, mal- the pill, mm-hmm. and then Pfizer mal- have, mal- have uh, Paxlovid, and these are intended <sighs> to be used after symptoms develop in high risk patients, and they should abate some of the more serious symptoms. Um, trials are looking positive, so it, it looks like they, they're uh. both going to be out soon. So even Dan, at, at this point, there's no excuse not to go to Groove and just spit in random people's mouths because. Let's actually look for old people. Yeah, find the old people, the ones who are wheezing and possibly have, you know, uh, respiratory ailments, and then spit in their faces because we can now with the pill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that, that, that's the key thing. That's the key thing. Just finding people with comorbidities and be like, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, okay, I, I miss, okay. I, I don't like that. I miss Cardi. I miss <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a this is a terrible story to discuss. Okay, okay. Then why don't you switch the order of the stories around? So why okay, let's let, okay. You're right. Because because for me, it's always better to get rid of the mess first, like the mm, the, the, the worst, mess, the saddest stories. That. Mm, not this one. The saddest stories first, and then like into no, no, no. Do you know what I was always ta- what I was taught in business school? Now mm-hmm. you got to you got to sandwich. So you start off with the good stuff, you bring in the bad stuff, and then you put it in the good stuff. So, but when the people get to the end, they 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 vaguely remember what happened in the middle, but it, it's it's all accentuated by positives. Yeah, I don't know if this is positive though. <laughs> okay, let's start with this story. It's a air quotes lighter story, but it's still pretty. It's a lot. So, uh, last week, um, Somi Zimklongo, a they very stories, open... But why are you going with... It's fine. You know, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> These are the clearly have an stories. agenda. Let, uh, let me not fight you. Phil, if we're going to talk about the state of the world, the world is a, it's a dark place, you know? It's, by nature, we're going to be a dark podcast. Unless we choose to only focus on, on love and light 
Welcome yes, to the Love and Light podcast. Yes. Two break chambers. Yes, people Today come we here to, tell escape you that to escape that. We're like a sports show, Dan. We're there. People's reprieve. So no talk of racism <laughs> or systemic problems here. It's just a, a puppy wagged its tail today. Oh. <laughs> okay. So anyway, let's 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 go through these and we'll let's gaga ga all of them, Philip, because like we said, yeah, we let's, do it, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So Zimplongo um, was supposed to come through to Zimbabwe. He's a well-known yep. personality in South Africa. Obviously, you've heard of him. He is quite openly gay. Uh, the reason he was coming to Zimbabwe, and I was quite surprised by it, was he was coming to uh, make an appearance as a celebrity chef at the opening of Garway Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was quite surprised. I've been to Garway Restaurant before. It's it's not like a venue or whatever. It's just like a restaurant that's outdoors. That's, I mean, I don't know. You know, but so I was quite surprised did, to hear that. Was Zandi running it up until recently? Uh, Is it, well, that's, that's out of the question I had. No, 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 no. Um, it's this lady. Oh, I've forgotten her name. It's also an M. So that's the thing. I think maybe that's why, because Zandi bought it. So Zandi was hosting this event. No. No, no, not, Z- not Zandi. Zandi as in Shea Zandi. Yes. No, 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 no. It's, it's this lady. No, ah, the stories okay, I just, heard said the owner of the establishment, Zandi Mubi, was contacted. And she said that she hired him because he thought it was attractive. He was going to try a thing. He, he, what was the word did she use? Let me find the exact quote. Um, not attractive, but you would attract attention attract or like something. Att- yeah. Um, um, but anyway, the, yeah. The, he attracts the a owner following. Of, Sorry, those are words. Yeah, the, the owner, owner of the restaurant is Man, Mandy Mvukwechimini. Mandy. I think I've met her once. but um, Oh, yeah. so it's not Zandi. So I mixed up, so Zandy, I mixed yeah. up names. Mandy and Zandi. Mandy and Zandi. Anyway, so, okay, here's, here's the overall story and then we'll discuss it. Overall story is, and h- how I found out about it, by the way, is I got a call saying, hey, so Mizi's coming to town for the launch of a restaurant. Can we book a radio interview for him? I was like, launch of a restaurant? I was like, yeah, yeah, he's a celebrity chef. I was like, oh, dope. So we booked a radio interview for him and he was going to appear on ZFM uh, on the al- that afternoon of the launch. And I remember, I just, I just called my boss. I was like, I know, me, I know your fellow countrymen, so just a heads up so you know. So Mizi's coming. He's going to do an interview. And he laughed. He was like, <laughs> oh, we're going to have to keep a close eye on what people say. And I was like, yeah, I know. Anyway, but cool. He was booked for the interview. Anyway, yeah. as we're getting close to the interview time, I was trying to confirm, you know, could confirm. Can we confirm times? Can we confirm? One tick. The number of dials is not available at the moment. Uh, the number of dials. Is, I was like, mm, what's <laughs> happening here? Hop onto the timeline. Then I see this letter going around from, um, I don't know, some apostolic Christian, whatever, whatever. whatever. Yeah, they, where they said, so means this visit will shake the, 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 the mere, the, the core spirituality of the nation and, and throw us into ruin. Financial ruin, I say! That was not even the worst part of that letter, Philip. The worst part of that letter was the sucking up to the government and the ruling party and the way it was phrased. We believe this will harm your elections and we would like to... Uh, I don't, it's, anyway, so I don't believe the letter... It's Okay, so the way it's being reported is Zimbabwe bans Somizi. Um, technically, that's not what happened. But technically, technically, it's true as well. From a, from, a, from a holistic point of view, you could describe that, but that's not what actually happened. What actually happened is uh, according to the, the the statements afterwards, where these guys were going to invite this guy to come to the restaurant um, at Garwe. Then they got so much pressure from this apostolic group and from people threatening that we're going to disrupt your event and whatever, whatever, that they were like. And in fact, there was an arm of air quotes government, which was the ZANU-PF Youth League, 
which also put out a statement saying they were not happy with it. But there was no. It's not like the Dan, government officially the said or did anything. Not the government. The cats on the PF used to be a, a, a division of an independent yes. political party. And you're right. Government. You're right. Uh, anyway, the point is, next thing we heard is that Kelly Kumalo was supposed to be coming instead. So I got the call. <laughs> saying, Yo, I saw all your missed calls. I'm so sorry. Stuff happened. <clears throat> so Mizi's not coming anymore. <laughs> Kelly Kumalo is coming instead. So I laughed very hard. <laughs> and they were like... On the photo privately. <laughs> no, on the phone. Ah! Oh, no, what do you mean? <laughs> Over the phone? No, because the person I was... I knew, who the, who I, I knew the person I was speaking to. So uh, I, was, I, I laughed very hard. I was like, oh, okay. What happened? I was like, ah, I can't even begin to tell you. It was such a mess yesterday. But anyway, we got someone else instead. Can they come through the radio? I was like, uh, I mean, fine, but we had sort of already planned for Somizi, but okay, we can work with Kelly Kumalo. It's a little different. It's not as interesting. Fine. Um, and then, Z again. So, it's only later that I was seeing Kelly Kumalo also didn't come because she was in solidarity with Somizi and Somizi was putting out statements saying, Hey, me, I was told, uh, apparently, according to Somizi, he was told that, um, <laughs> uh, he was told that the, because he didn't post about coming, they were revoking the booking. So mm. he, must send them, he must send them back the money that they had paid. <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, I, you know, it sounded fishy to me and whatever, whatever. Anyway, look. <sighs> it's almost like Somizi doesn't have social media. <laughs> he didn't for that week, by the way. For like the few days before this happened, because he says his phone went in for repairs and he lost his logins. Long story. I was like, so easy, bro. He's like, in his in this video, he's like, listen. So I only have, I only have. Didn't so easy, didn't so easy use that that my phone got hacked thing just last year. How many times a year are you getting hacked, so easy? Come on now. Here's the thing, you know what, Phil? So easy already has some other issues that he's dealing with right now. There's issues of domestic abuse. So, so of all the the okay. Zimbabwe, you know what? It's, our, our country is embarrassing in many ways. And it's so embarrassing that, and I think the most embarrassing thing is we find new ways to be embarrassing. <laughs> like every day, people in this country wake up and they're like, yo, how can I embarrass Zimbabwe more? Like I've seen the lows we've gone to, but I want to keep digging. Let's find out. How long it takes till we get to the cryosphere of the planet? Like, how deep do we have to dig? And there they are digging away. You know, Zimbabwe is coming podcast, up in Australia right now, Philip. What do you think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, if you know this podcast, you know our stance on this. So we're not going to go into that. We believe this is all BS, right? It's embarrassing. Up, upgrade, update your views. Stop trying to dehumanize other humans. It's horrible, okay? The bare minimum, Philip, the bare minimum. And I, like I've said on this podcast before, I understand, the re- I understand religious views. The bare minimum is, this is my religious view that has nothing to do with you. Because if it's almost like Somizi announced he was coming to do a sex conversion conference in Zimbabwe. Mm. Invite all your school children. But that, that's what they said. They said that seeing Somizi and being exposed to him We'll create this air of almost. Where would you see? Were you invited to Garwe? Where Where were you going to see him? Where were you going to be exposed to him? No, but Dad, he'll be breathing the same air as us, and we know that's that's the that, that's how it spreads. That, that, that's how the the homosex spreads, Dan. Meanwhile, Ugangopi wa visa straight ku kept out without Anyway, um, 
what what was a little disheartening is it almost feels like there's one thing Zimbabweans unite on. And if you go look under the comments there under Zim Celebs and whatever, you'll see it. Um, yeah. I, and it it's not embarrassing. And the it's other embarrassing because... Was, <laughs> so was, the, was our spirit not disturbed when Somizi was here last time? No, that's that's when things went bad the first time Dan, around. Look. you were actually in close proximity with Somizi and you breathed the same air as him. Do you report feeling any any disturbances in, in, in on your my life after meeting? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like before, I feel like I yeah I did you know, I like did before, jump like from maybe a... when you watch the football game. You know what I mean? You were always focused on on the on the on the tactics and the movement and the play. You know what I mean? And then after that, like your interest suddenly changed to the thighs and the balls. And so forth. The, the shorts. Yeah, 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 that's it's pretty much what happened. I'm I'm slowly climbing the rungs on the Kinsey scale. Um, mm. it's it's you know it is what it is. So basically, no, what Phillips, you're saying you know what? is okay. what you're saying is before you met him, you were Joe Budden in 2003, <laughs> and then after you met him, you were Joe Budden last week. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's an accurate. <laughs> that's an accurate. You know what? Thank you, Apostle. What? Let me let me make sure I get the names of these idiots right. <laughs> it was the, here's the thing, Philip. I feel like we're discussing level one of, of this. Huh? There's there's. Uh, imagine if imagine if someone in Zimbabwe put out a statement that Somizi has been a documented abuser. And as we're approaching 16 days against activism, we do not want to welcome him into this country. Imagine those headlines. Mm. <laughs> FDI Wadi. Mm. No. The headlines no. we have. No, no. We, we've got to find the most, the, the most archaic, the dumbest, the point, most pointless. No, so I, mean, I actually thought this was going to be the, I actually thought this was going to be the biggest talking point that we were going to spend a lot of time on this week. But I don't want us to take away from this other one. Because, oh, I have got thoughts, Philip. Mm-hmm. I want to move on to the next story. Okay. Go ahead. I, 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 I saw some of your thoughts earlier. Travis Scott um, was headliner at Astroworld Festival um, in Houston, Texas, uh, last week, Friday, November the 5th. Um. As he got on stage, the 50,000 strong crowd finally lost the control that it had been threatening to lose all day. Some people might say it had already lost it by that point. And um, because of the crush of the crowd, at least eight people died at this concert. Uh, At least 25 people were hospitalized. One of those in hospital is just 10 years old. Um, some people were trampled. Uh, some people were crushed to the point of being unable to breathe. Um, the, if you've seen the videos and the reports of that event, it's, and if you'll pardon the pun, a travesty. It was, I, I, I was surprised by how much I was affected. Like I, you know, I, you know, when you hear stories like this, you get sad and whatever, but this just felt like it was that much more real just reading about it. And a couple of people gave like their own first person accounts of what happened at this concert. 
And I honestly could not understand. I couldn't understand. I couldn't get like, was, was there, did something happen in the crowd? Was there mad drugs? Did something happen in the crowd? Why? I cannot understand how a concert would continue when people are literally dying in front of the performer. So I tried to tell myself, you know what? Maybe it was dark, the lights, the way the crowd is moving. Travis didn't see what was happening. That's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. But the videos come out. And he, the same thing that the people are actually using to defend Travis is, he stopped the show. Look, he stopped the show. And I watched him say, hey, well, someone help that person over there. He seems to have passed out. Next track. I was like, what? He literally, he saw several people pass out or die or whatever it is that he saw. And he did not stop the show. The crowd, there's several videos that came out of the crowd chanting, help, stop the show. People are dying. Screams of help. He didn't stop the show. He saw an ambulance force its way through the crowd trying to get to people that were in distress. He didn't stop the show. 40 minutes before the show ended, the police declared it a mass casualty event. I don't understand how the show didn't stop. I can't wrap my mind around it. I can't. I, I honestly can't. And I've had to tell myself, I think he didn't see. Travis must have been high out of his mind and he didn't see. Because even if he is absolutely a narcissistic psychopath, surely he would know. Surely he would know that this is not going to do good for, for like it's not, it's not going to be good for me. So even if he didn't care about the people, that would be a reason to stop it. Anyway, so I posted that on Twitter and the number of Travis Scott fans who were in my mansions who, um, who were like, this is not fair. You're not supposed to blame Travis for this. The people at fault are the concert organizers. I absolutely agree. The concert organizers, the people in charge of security, the people in charge of safety, until we hear more details, of course, then we can try and find out. Uh, what I've been hearing is that there were probably multiple causes of this. Um, but obviously there were lots of things wrong. My point is the fact that Travis didn't stop the show, not pause it so that one person can whatever, or he can shout out someone. The fact that he continued to perform his whole show to me is unforgivable. And I honestly hope he goes to jail. So I disagree with you for a number of reasons. I do think obviously when, 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 when life's are lost, that's a tragedy and someone has to be held accountable. I also agree with you that the organizers of that show need to be held accountable. And we should not forget that the person whose name is behind that festival is Travis Scott. So not only as a performer, but as someone who runs that festival, he should be held accountable for that. I also do think that this was actually a gross piece of negligence because last year at Astroworld, there was a there was a, uh, a riot and stampede at the beginning. They managed to deal with it, but this is a common occurrence. Travis Scott tours extensively across America and across the world. His shows are known to be very aggressive, with mosh pits, where people mosh regularly and mosh violently. So he knows his audience, and he knows the energy he gives out, and he knows what a show with him is, is going to entail. So in that regard, I think you're, you're very right. Not enough was done. They were, they were very lax. They should have done better. They didn't do better. 
And that is embarrassing and unfortunate. Um, a dereliction of duty even. However, when you mentioned those examples during the show, so I, I do condemn Travis Scott, but for everything outside of the show. Everything with regards to the planning, everything regards to how security and the medical team handled the show, with regards to how the information of what was going on in the crowd was observed, addressed, and even communicated to Travis. That All that, I definitely agree with you 100%. Travis Scott is guilty for that, and that's what he should be tried for. However, as a performer, I think it's very unfair to put that weight of responsibility on his shoulders because, and I've had this discussion with you, in fact, we discussed it last week when I said the performer's job is to go out and perform, right? So the information available to the performer is only as good as what they can see and what they are, they are, they are fed through their monitor, right? And it's their job to perform. And for every reason or every um, mitigating fact that I dropped earlier about the types of shows that Travis has, I'm sure him having someone pass out or get knocked out or knocked down in a marsh pit or someone ODing on drugs and so forth or being dehydrated, that is not an uncommon occurrence for him. So I think because it's such a common occurrence, it's very easy to fall into the old habits of, ah, Someone passed out. They look passed out. You're not going to jump to... If you see someone laying on the ground at a concert, you're not going to immediately rush to, oh my God, that person's dead. If for the last 50 or so times it's happened at your concert, it was just someone who was passed out. They, they got to the, the medical tent. They, they got rehydrated and they went home fine. You know what I mean? So there's that. So even with the crowd singing back at you, he might not have fully heard what they were saying. He, he might not have understood the significance of what they were saying. But the fact that he saw people were passing out, he stopped the show, and he, he told people to attend to it or tend, attend to them, that should have been a clear sign to the stage manager, the head of security, the head of medical. After they started assessing these people, and like, hey, wait a minute. There seems to be a high amount of people passing out or who need medical attention, or there seem to be crowd control issues, which the security should have been handling, or there just seems to be a general air of discomfort, we should probably pause the show. So I was also reading accounts, and there was an account by a Hip Hop DX contributor who was saying that there was a large amount of people smoking joints laced with something. They don't know what it was, but they were like, this definitely didn't smell like weed, and we, we could see these people moving towards the stage as Travis is coming on. So, clearly this was coordinated in some form or fashion. And it's unfortunate that the regular people were noticing the, these things, but the security wasn't. Because the security, that's your job. It's, it's to look out for this type of stuff and, and, and squash it. So, yeah. This is it's a um, tragedy. I, I think, just to add to that, there was even reports of certain people who reported like pinpricks that were happening in the annex. Oh, yes. Actually, that's yeah, another yeah. development I totally forgot about. The, actually, it was confirmed by the sheriff. The sheriff had a mm. press conference yesterday and he said that a security guard had noticed people being pricked and then he tried to stop someone and then he too got pricked and then um, they did, they, 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 he went into shock and then they, they gave him, um, is it, is it Nicole? Some knock off. 
Um, and then he was able to be revived. And then they, they also noticed the, the prick wound. So there was clearly something nefarious at play here. It was some, it sounds like it was coordinated and it sounds like it's something security should have picked up because this wasn't, I think it was a combination of nefarious activity and people who set out to do, to do harm and very lax security. And considering so, the history of Astroworld, they should not have been this lax. So I will agree with you that all it was a it was a combination of factors, and I don't I, I wouldn't imagine that the pinpricks itself or the laced weed or whatever it was probably most of these kind of concerts would have people on all kinds of weird drugs and so on. So maybe it's a combination of a lot of things that led to what it led to. But what I will there's there's two places I'll disagree with you. First of all, you you use it almost as a defense of Travis to say that the culture that he has made at his own shows leads to people passing out, I would actually say that puts more of the blame on him. Because if you'll remember, he has actually faced jail time before for this, for encouraging concert goers to basically hurt each other. In fact, I think the word that they use is raging. He's always telling people to rage and rage, and that's his thing. That's what he's telling them to do. And sure, while we, can, while we can sit and say because he's done that a lot of times, maybe that's what he was expecting. Maybe he's expecting it to be as normal. But you can't, if you're encouraging people to engage in behavior that leads to people getting unconscious, how long? It's only a matter of time before one of them goes a little too far. So that actually puts more, more of a burden of blame on him that he's the one who encouraged the culture of that crazy crowd behavior. Not only that, um, in, in the concert itself, um, in this concert, in his in the, his deleted tweets since the concert, he has also encouraged raging. Um, he encouraged people to break in if they couldn't get tickets. The wild ones, he called them. We're gonna sneak them in. This is stuff that he is he has encouraged. So yes, the performance element plays a, a, a role in the burden of guilt because he encouraged the behavior that led to passing out and death. It's not it's not okay to say. I'm actually, I'm actually a little bit <laughs> disconcerted to hear you say, "Yeah, no, people might have passed out at this concert before." That's not normal. That's not cool. As far as I'm concerned, a single person passing out is enough to to stop the whole show until we know the person has got on an ambulance and off to hospital. Then maybe we can restart it. You say that, and yeah, maybe I am jaded from my many years in the industry, but I've ne- I have not been to one festival. I've not been to one concert where I have not seen someone pass out. Every every concert I've ever been to, I've always seen someone pass out. At the same time, so the other, the, the other thing that I was going to mention, oh yeah, just to mention as well, um, the, the, the culture of mosh pit raging and so on is not a Travis Scott thing. That's typically a rock metal kind of thing that it's associated with those concerts. And many people who have been part of those concerts, which have existed for decades, People were raging and mosh pitting 20, 30 years ago to Metallica. They were very quick to point out that, yes, we do have that culture. And yes, like we pushed each other around and it gets wild and so on. But it's never, the, the, way, this, the way this one was described, it's never the same. And th- several people po- posted videos of, for example, I think there was a video going around of a Linkin Park concert where uh, Mike Shinoda and, and Chester Bennington stopped the whole show because someone had fallen. 
and they'd stop the whole show and they kept on admonishing everyone like have fun have a good time and so on but like be safe and so on and it seems like travis was try- travis seems to say the opposite travis seems to encourage raid like that's what it looks like and of course i understand the media sometimes exaggerates things and the fact that people have died makes things seem even bigger than they are even though they're already so big um so i I, i'm taking all of that into consideration i really am but it's just to me it's i'm sorry if you're especially if your whole shtick is to make people go crazy and that's what people come for that's what they like then that puts even more of a burden on you to keep your eyes open to make sure that the security you hire is good make sure the medical services are good and all of that the second thing that i was going to mention is um I, 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 it's, it's so, I've been trying, like I said, my default position was Travis must not have seen, you know how it is on stage. The lights are in your face. It's dark. You know, you've got the monitors playing music really loud. He probably, he probably didn't hear the crowd. He probably didn't see what was going on, but that's clearly not the case. There's, there's uh, the, the fact that he saw several people pass out and he paused the show for a little bit to see those people. Fine. He actually said during this show, this last show, there's a, there's a video clip of him where he actually says, who told me to stop the show? Which means he heard people chanting, stop the show. He heard it. So fine, maybe he didn't know the gravity. He didn't know how deep it was and so on. Fine, I get that. But the combination of all these things, it seems more than, normal, more than the normal number of people are passing out. There's emergency vehicles that are driving into the crowd, forcing people through. There's people chanting, stop the show. That all that combination of things is enough for you to say, can we just investigate and see what's going on? Or, or even if he's not investigating, just to cut the music for a couple of seconds so you can hear what's going on or cut the lights for a couple of seconds so you can see what's going on. Maybe the lights manager needed to shine the lights on the crowd so that we can see what's going on. And it, it, it's the thing is, the blame falls squarely on Travis Scott because it's his show, his team, his uh, organization. Yes, it may be his management, but he picked the management. Maybe it's the, the, the lights guy. You know, there was the video of, of the, the, the young girl who climbed the, whatever you call it, the platform where the, the Apple Music cameraman was. And he, he, you can visibly see him threatening to push her off if, he, if she doesn't shut up. And she's repeatedly shouting, people are dying. Someone has literally died just now. So it's, it's not enough. I, I find it so hard to just accept maybe he didn't see. And maybe, maybe there's some element of truth to that, but that, to me, puts an extra burden on him because it means he ignored certain things that he shouldn't have ignored. Maybe it doesn't mean he directly knew people were dying, but one thing I can say for sure is he knew something was going on because his reactions show that he knew something was going on. And then to make it worse, after all this has happened, did you see that Instagram video that he did? Holding his head, man looked like, you know, oh man, y'all gonna wake me up, I got a headache, hangover. That's what it looked like. Lips I've ever seen. I'm sure he was trying to go for the look of being devastated. Maybe he was devastated. I don't know. I'm not trying to say I know his character. It doesn't sound good from what I've seen and the history that people are sharing. But I can't know for sure. Maybe he really is devastated. But it it doesn't look like it to me, man. I don't know. And I guess we just have to wait for more details. So I, I'm, I am, I don't, I'm hoping not to blame Travis Scott because. The alternative is, this is why for so many people right now, and the aunties have already started with the WhatsApp forwards of Illuminati and devil worship and sacrifices. Of course, sacrifices. Um, why, why, does, why does the devil always accept such weird forms of payment? Why, why doesn't he ever want money? It always has to be death. 
I, it's, I'm sure there's answers for that as well with the, with the you know. <laughs> anyway, this thing was actually so I, I was, it, I had a, a much more visceral than normal reaction to this. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I was thinking of times that I've been in big crowds. Um, anyway, so just as an update for you. So, uh, so far we have eight people. I mentioned eight people were killed. Um, Travis Scott has said, um, I think in a most recent statement, um, that he will, he will cover the funeral expenses of the eight mm. people who died. Absolute bare minimum. Um, yeah, I saw that earlier today. And he's, he's facing multiple lawsuits. Uh, last I checked, there were 11 that were opened yesterday alone. If I, I, am, I am hoping, I am willing to accept, if it doesn't really matter, people lost their lives either way, you know what I mean? But I, I, I kind of hope that some huge mitigating circumstance comes out. Because the messed up thing is I like Travis Scott music. That sucks. So I'm hoping some huge mitigating circumstance comes out. Something comes out that says, listen, you know, this is why this happened. And, you know, otherwise, as things stand right now, I want to see that man in jail. Anyway. Um, He's not going to end up in jail, but yeah. I just hope that it's not as bad as it looks, mm. even though the end result is the same because people died, people in hospital. Uh, the f- um, love to hear your thoughts, by the way. Um, hit us up on Twitter is the best place. Just at us on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to know your thoughts if you've also been following the story uh, and we will also be following it. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Whew. Something lighter. You know, Dan, Dan, about- Dan, remember like a couple of weeks ago, like I'd come back from the from Pichani. I was riding high on the energy of Bulawayo. And I was like, you know, when they do the Royal Bulawayo Awards, we need to go there. Mm-hmm. And then immediately forgot. And I only remembered the night of the awards and I saw them being talked about on social media. I was like, oh yeah, we're supposed to go to these. <laughs> but then I was also exhausted because it had been a very long weekend. But you also remember at the time we didn't know when they were. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, we're so fake. So yeah, the Royal Bluejo Arts Awards happened this past weekend. Um, There's a couple of talking points from those awards. Let me quickly mention them. First of all, Outstanding Song of the Year went to DJ Zandimaz with For Me. Mm -hmm. So um, I think we, I think we played it on this podcast, didn't we? Back in the day. Yep, Yep, we did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I, I think, think our one winning best hip hop act, very impressive. That was cool. That was cool. Moisa, um, one outstanding quieto house or com act. Outstanding male was Mrs. K. Um, outstanding female was Vuyo Brown. Cool, 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 cool. Mm. Um, outstanding music what promoter was Nash, which I'm assuming is Tinashe as opposed to Nash TV. But you know, <laughs> shout out, shout, shout out to Mr. Mutadisi. Look at him doing the big things. It's so sub. Is that him? Is yeah, that the one? I think so. I think so. Yeah. No, not not Nash and Remo Nash. No, no, Nash Nash is he's not mar- he's not getting married and you know bigger mm. things. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> shout out, shout out to marriage, yo. <laughs> hey, ZFM won an award. Outstanding radio DJ went to Nomanyati from ZFM. Mm. That's cool. She's still pretty new. 
Um, I, th- I saw a lot of people talking about um, uh, um, a winner, and I- I'm trying to go through this list here. People's Choice Award, yes, went to Mai Muamuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I saw a lot of people saying like, online saying, who? and I- I'm sitting here, I couldn't tell you. Uh, it turns out she is some gospel act, and the people in the local church circles know her, but it- people online probably wouldn't. Mm. Oh, so she got the church group, the church group voting contingent. Uh, I guess <laughs> this looks like a people's choice. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, as usual, all the reports that I hear from South African, uh, I'm sorry, from the uh, Bloyo Arts Awards, seem to be um, stellar, and as usual, they seem to be leading the way in terms of quality for the for awards shows. So shout out to the Royal Bloyo Arts Awards 2021. The only thing that I would say there is, and it's not the fault of the awards themselves, it's the fault of us. There needs to be more, for such a, for such a, a, a big awards show as it is, we need to pay attention more. It needs to be more on, like it needs to be all over the place online. It needs to be, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Still on awards. There's a South African Hip Hop Awards. I saw you put that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nominations were just announced after we recorded. Um, a lot of interesting, a lot of interesting nominees. Um, your girl Boyty nominated for best female rapper for mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. four four three six mixtape alongside Muesli, Gigi Lemay, Hannah, yay, and Faith K. Huh? Check two Zimbabweans nominated. <laughs> The best female category. We're killing the game. We're killing the game. Which are, which are the two Zimbabweans? Gigi and Hannah. Okay. All right. Uh, it's just... Best male. Blackie. Come on now. Come on now. Costa Titch, MT25K, Big Zulu. That was, that's that's our, our boy. Um, I, think, I think he was nominated. No, it wasn't actually. Oh, Which boy are we talking I thought, about? I thought radio based radio show was nominated, but one of the shows that we know, but it was not. I missed that. Sadly. But yeah. Um Dan, do you think your boy Keenan is gonna take away any awards this year? Is he nominated for anything? <laughs> Doesn't, Doesn't look like it. That's a joke, Dan. Oh, he's not nominated at all, is he? No. What about Kespa? Is Kespa no I don't I don't see him nowhere. Kespa is not on my piano. <laughs> This is hip hop, Philip. Hip hop awards. Yeah, Casper's on my piano. He's now on my piano. Oh, okay, I see. All right. Uh, song of the year. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Mali. Oh, okay, Kasper Mali and Ningyo win that one. He's artist of the decade. And then oh. the, the part that killed me is um, Aries because he's got such an active um, audience and fan base. Aries was winning the votes. And then Rashid K had to come out and be like, yeah, that's why we only give you guys 40% of the total vote because he yeah, has his madness. <laughs> Best collabo, I see Big Zulu has the three. <laughs> uh, I think Mali and Ingi will win that one. That yeah. was a huge song. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, we will be paying attention. And as we get closer to the to the Hip Hop Awards, we will check out who wins them. How, how are the South African Hip Hop Awards in terms of profile? Because I get the feeling that they've been... It seems people are paying less attention than they did in the past. I think it's, it's emblematic of hip hop not being as popular as it used to be. 
But I still think mm. they're, they're the premier awards. I mean, I think Osmic had left now. But so it's just Rashid. I actually think I haven't gone to them in a, in a long time. I need to go. To, I, I think I should, we should make up. In fact, Dan, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's go to these awards. Because they're usually early December. Um, let's see where the. I they're, will be in Cape Town early December. Yeah, they, they're going to be on the 10th of December. Let's go. I'll, I'll be I'll be in Cape Town. It's a short flight from Cape Town to Joburg. I don't understand. We 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 we've got we've got a holiday plan starting from the tenth. I think it's the tenth, maybe the eleventh, tenth or eleventh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, thanks thanks for having the team meeting so that your coworkers knew this so we could plan accordingly. What do you need to plan? I don't know, Dan. Maybe recording a podcast that we release every week. Ah. You know, podcasts, you know, they come, you know, we record and that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? It happens. Are we still going to Ghana? Yeah, but that's end of December. I love how you say it like, Duh, obviously we are. Philip, <laughs> December is next month. Dara, next Dude, month. <laughs> I don't understand. What's stopping us? We are fully vaccinated. December is next, <laughs> next not month. Feelings, my guy. Catch flies, not feelings. Uh, let's let's move on. Philip, um, did you see the video of Kanye West and Jay Prince? <laughs> I did. <laughs> let me let me let me play it for everyone so you can also enjoy it. So, I don't even want to talk. About, but many years ago, um, in fact, it was when the the Pusha T Drake thing was popping off, and Jay Prince came out in front. And there are a lot of people who don't know hip hop or the history of hip hop. Well, being very condescending and asking, who the hell is this Jay Prince character? And the people that I knew, I'd actually hit them up and be like, you know, what? I'm not even comfortable mentioning this man's name, even in the DMs. I know he's never going to see them, but I know enough about this man to know. I don't want him to know me. So just be, just be wary and understand this is a very influential, very powerful man in the game. Context. Uh, as you probably know, Kanye West and Drake have been throwing subliminals at each other for a while now. Uh, in fact, Actually, even more than subliminals at some point. You know, we bury the lead. Dan, did you watch the Kanye West Drink Champs interview? I I have it ready to watch, but it's I two wa- hours no, and 20 Dan, you minutes have to watch it. You have to watch it. I'm ready to There's watch so it. There's so many gems. There's so many gems. <laughs> yeah, is that what you'd call it? I just saw the the ones that were like, you know, regurgitated out in the press, like the the Big Sean conversation and some other stuff, but now you. Anyway, I want, to, I want to, I want, to, I want to play yeah, this Dan, because I, I the eight hundred eight is making us vibrate at a lower frequency. Mm. This is Jay and Jay Prince. I'm making this video to address the ongoing back and forth between myself and Drake. Uh, both me and Drake have taken shots at each other, and it's time to put it to rest. I'm asking Drake on December 7th to join me on stage as a special guest to share the two biggest albums of the year live in Los Angeles with the ultimate purpose being to free Larry Hoover. I believe this event will not only bring awareness to our cause, but prove to people everywhere how much more we can accomplish when we lay our pride to the side and come together. Kanye, blink twice if you're being held without your words. 
So, so, so you know, you know when your mom tells you to apologize. Yeah, that's exactly when you were a kid. You, you, better, you better go say sorry. <laughs> go say sorry, mom. I said to say sorry. Drake, my mom said I gotta say sorry to you because I broke your joint. I'm sorry. Because Jay Brin's standing there just chilling next to him while he's reading. I would like to say, Drake, please come and... Wow. This is Kanye West. I am saying this of my own volition and free will. <laughs> I am not being coerced by anyone. Meanwhile, there's like two dudes with gats behind the camera. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, we, we hinted at this last week. Gemma Griffiths has a documentary out. What's this? Mm, mm. Damn. Did you get that, my brother? It's the lower chakra. Mm. The lower chakra of your body. Well, well, well. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was saying, mentioned last week. Content that's Gemma related Griffiths, to the 808 um, um, is killer or sexual content. The original 808s was even off pitch. So that meant it's an actual sound in the track that you don't realize is there that is f-ing up your entire you frequency. Right. And now, today, every time I hear a car come out, it's 808. But if you think about African music and hip hop and what we break to, breakdance to, it was light. The percussion. It was upbeat. Right. It was a drum. I mean, that was one of the biggest knowledge darts. Um, yes, as I was saying so last week. Let me week, interrupt you again. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, um, we announced that Jim was dropping a documentary. It dropped. And yeah, it's actually worth checking out, but it, it didn't have the real behind the scenes that I was hoping to see. But you should definitely check it out. Speaking of things that dropped, Tammy Moyo had the official launch of her album, Fuzi Jenna. Did you watch it, Philip? Did you watch the live performance? I watched part of it, yes. I will, before I, I went to bed. I was not well yesterday, Tammy, as I mentioned. So. Uh-huh. I did catch part of it, yes. Well, are you listening to too many 808s? Mm, I think that's the issue. Yeah, because mm. I'm a piano. It's just the log drum. It's just lowering my frequency too much. I need to lowering get back the shot. That's why. That's why Escom is struggling in South Africa. Mm. It's the the chakras. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think maybe three main talking points from Tammy's Fujiyama live launch. First of all, Tammy. One thing Tammy's going to do is perform. All right, Tammy always comes through with a performance. Shout out to Tammy. Choreography, the stage. Weirdly, the stage during the performance looked amazing. But during the MC, maybe he was on a different stage or something. No, yeah, Mox, Mox was at the Zimoko showroom in Bordeaux. He wasn't, he, wasn't <sighs> yeah, at, he wasn't at the stage. So, okay. So the first thing is, Tammy killed the performance. Amazing performance. The music sounds good. Can't wait to hear the album. I actually just got an advanced copy of the album. We can sample it together for the first time. <laughs> at least one or two songs on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as usual, dope performance from Tammy. I get why we have sponsors and so on, but my goodness, I know it was a well-sponsored event. Ah, right, then that, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. It was well-sponsored. That's Can't actually why I went until I, I literally spent twenty <laughs> minutes on that thing. I think of the twenty minutes I watched, eighteen minutes were ads, and then I watched a bit of Aishan, and then the beginning of Tammy's performance, and then I passed out. But I saw ads for cars. I saw ads for paint. I saw ads for insurance. I saw ads for some resort in South Africa. I was like, wait, what? Dude. <laughs> sure. I, I'm sure probably, you know, these are all, they're all deals that they do to agree. And I, get, I understand. Trust me, I understand. I work in advertising, marketing. I get it. But I can't wait until 
advertising a brand means putting the mug on the table or a quick squeeze back. Not like, honestly, you can't speak for five minutes talking about the different products you have available. And if you want to find out more, please call this number and speak to Janet. Or like, come on, yo, at a concert. Ah, but anyway, that's yo, the nature you know, of the game I, in Zim I, I right now. I want. I want that energy now that we're coming out of COVID to come back to live events. Oh, I can't. Oh, that will be so good. That'll be. Can you imagine oh, my Dirano? And then they're like, <laughs> well, b- before we bring on Jarpres on stage, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. Perfection <laughs> cooking oil, perfection cooking oil. Please come up, yeah. Hey, thank you so much. For and they and they, they 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 tell you a whole recipe live from the stage. Perfection cooking oil comes in many flavors. We have the the the, the vegetable oil, the palm oil, and the coconut oil. Now, I think you are asking, what do I need coconut oil for? Well, if you are looking to engage in a ketogenic diet or fry your foods and not have them burn, then cooking oil is for you. Well, I have also brought a stove and frying pan with me tonight. Please, <laughs> please enjoy this short demonstration. I'm sure the crowd in Nidirano will be so appreciative of that. We will be making fat cooks, fat cooks from scratch. First, you take your flour. Um, Yo, I, the way guys, advertising is, is done is Zim. If you're a comic artist, that's a skit right there. Take it, take it for free. <laughs> Uh, and then the third thing, obviously, you already touched on it, was that Aishan was like the opening act for it. And I love Aishan's music. And I, I want to see terrible. more of him. The, the audio was really bad um, for, for Aishan specifically. For, for Tammy's, it was, it was kind of good. Yeah. Um, but I think it's because he was, it looked like he was just singing along to his tracks. Yeah, it wasn't a good performance at all. So I, I'm kind of mad that Aishan blew up in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um released his first main body of work during lockdown. So so he's never had the chance to really perform, feed off the energy of as he's singing Kure, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I, I re, I'm really hoping to see him perform live more as things open up and, and, and hopefully improve that part, that, that part of his skill set. Yeah. Also, he was booked to perform at Major League. And then, you know, I mean, Antrofnet, Antrofnet. It's, it's it's quite sad, but anyway, yeah. So we'll check out uh, we'll check out one one or two tracks from Tammy Moore's album in a bit. Okay, Philip, uh, let's let's start winding down. Philip, let's start winding. Oh my God, it's eleven. Ha. We've still got to um, talk. About, oh, you know what, Dan? This is actually amazing. But by the time this this podcast is out, the videos and the photos will be out. Um, we had an amazing time this past Friday. We got to interact with our, our fans, our patrons. Um, I'd actually, you know, I'd actually forgotten that one of our listeners uh, had won tickets. So shout out to Tintin uh, for coming through. So, uh, sorry that your friend wasn't able to make it. And I totally forgotten that she had won those things. And I, I saw her sitting on the couch. I didn't even recognize who she was. I just said hi. And then there's only lady when Tintin was like, yo, Phil, this is your listener. She, she, and she's a real big fan. And we had a great moment with her. And I understand she, she got to meet Dr. Nyerai. Dr. Nyerai is, is building quite a following. And I don't know mm. if you've heard. Like, uh, mm. So I, I was observing how many people asked her for selfies, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." But Phil and I are right here. Yeah. Okay, fam. No, did you did, did <laughs> anyone request a selfie with you? Because no one requested a selfie with me. I the person who requested for a selfie with me was Doctor Nyerai. <laughs> oh, we and I think become, she saw. I was, we have now become the opening act at our own concert. <laughs> 
Oh man, shout out to Dr. Jiraiya. Yeah, but and actually, that was, that was a dope night. Um, I think the only thing that was wrong is Dan and I were both really busy in the beginning of the day because we had a shoot for a client, and then obviously we had to get to work and then um, get to the the cinema. And we apologized to the people who beat us there because there were some attendees who were very punctual who actually beat us to the venue, and we apologized to them. Um, and we we certainly don't want to create a culture. Um, where people arrive late to our events, our next event will be on time. And it's it's actually a little annoying because we did a practice run the week before at, with the Venom event and we were very mm-hmm. early. <laughs> and then when it mattered, we were late. <laughs> and, and not just that, there were some other delays. So please, apologies. It's not always going to be like that. Uh, we are also dealing with, you know, with the service providers. Um, but overall, I mean, it was a no, great everyone, time we everyone, had. Do you know what I realized then? Even though we lost a substantial amount of money because of the alcohol, which we'll discuss off air. <laughs> but I've realized that as long as people are liquored up, they don't mind how late you are. Do you want to know? I got a call the next day, Saturday, 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. Where are you guys at? I was like, what? I was like, oh, snap, it was Friday. Chris, <laughs> he thought it was Friday. He thought the he thought the screening was on Saturday, not Friday. So he actually went and showed up on Saturday. <laughs> what? I, I, I was wondering because he had reserved a ticket. He didn't pay for it, but he just reserved it. What? <laughs> and he, How do you? <laughs> well, just as well, it was a full house. Like we actually couldn't fit mm. everyone in, so that, that, that was good. Um, so yeah, we'll have to figure out like, do we move on to a bigger cinema? But I, I like them more intimate. I think no, no, we'll, keep we'll it be... small, keep it fun. Yeah, I, just I, increase I the it. price, Philip. Hmm? We just increase the price. You know, if yeah, it's, exactly. If we have Philippe... No, because actually, I mean, now we're giving you guys prestige, a premiere at prestige PP. We're giving you popcorn, another P. We are now giving you not only drinks, but cocktails and whiskey and pizza. So, premier, prestige, popcorn, pizza. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you pay must... more. Yes. Loosen your purses mm-hmm. and open your pockets. Please, pay more. <laughs> <laughs> I see you've put The Heart of They Fall. I haven't watched it. So, um, so wait, no Dan, spoilers, why, why are we avoiding Eternal? Like, Oh, sorry, sorry. Let's actually talk about the movie itself. Um... <laughs> You know, upon review. <laughs> Here we go. I walked out of that movie. Here I walked go. out of the movie convinced that this is the worst MCU movie. Or maybe Gage 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 with Thor Dark World. Somewhere there. That's what you know? I said. Same, same, or it's slightly below. But, but, but. Here we go. Here um, we go. Um, I would like to give it a, I want to be a little fair. Uh, I missed a little bit of the movie. Truth be told, I dozed off. Um, oh, yeah. this, is, this is great for your argument. <laughs> but that was because, no, that was because late night, early morning, the whole day was super busy. And that was, you know, like finally you sit down and it's like, <sighs> also, I mean, the sound could be better. We discussed that. And I think, I think I may have had too many cocktails to really, you know, appreciate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I, I want, I want to rewatch it again. 
and make a. I, I still think it wasn't great, but I think it wasn't as bad as my initial thoughts were. Because when I was sitting thinking back, I was like, "Oh yeah, that happened." I was thinking back, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was kind of excited when I saw like the for people who never hear like." They'll never hear it. It's fine. Be honest. No, 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 no. Chloe Zhao will never hear this this, this comment. <laughs> yeah? I'm telling what a waste you, Kumail of having will Angelina. never hear this comment. Just be honest. Imagine having Angelina Jolie in your movie and you waste her like that. Aye, guys, come on. Okay. Aye, guys. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to put you with it. I watched that movie. I even watched it. I watched it again. Just to make sure. Did you watch it again? I... Uh, I, I walked out in a, in a state of disbelief, and and I even said it to you when we first watched it. I was like, Kevin Feige was on too hot of a roll; it had to end somehow. He was L. yeah. And I was in disbelief, but on the on the flip side, I'm like, how does Kevin Feige let a movie this bad come out? And now I think the delays make sense. I think I think one of the reasons they delayed this movie it wasn't because of the pandemic. They were like, yeah, we need to try to fix this movie. <laughs> because the, the, I wonder if there's plot points in the movie that just that start and go nowhere. I wonder if it's not one of those that when you look back on it after a couple of more movies, it takes on a deeper meaning because that's happened before. Like uh, I'll give an example: um, uh, the 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 first Iron Man movie, the first Thor movie, they were okay, but they were kind of mid. But watching them back in the context of the whole MCU. They actually like get better because of the follow the movies that came afterwards. Yeah, yes, and that's what I'm hoping. So I'm but, hoping, but the reason why they get better is because now there is hidden meaning that is now ex- explained later. And then when you go mm. back and watch it, you're like, oh, okay. So in that respect, I I don't I can see why why the movie was made. It's just how it was executed. So like them introducing the Eternals, them introducing um, Celestials. Celestials. I understand exactly why they're doing that and exa- I understand where they're going because they've only just begun and we, we've discussed it. If you really read the comics, the movies are nothing. Like, there is so much lore. There's so much confusing and deep integrated lore and character levels in the comics that it obviously, like, Marvel would be foolish not to delve into that, right? So they have to introduce them. So there's I just feel like the way they did it was not good. For a movie this long, with so much exposition, you explained so little. <clears throat> Shame. And I go back, I go well, back to I go back to the same comment I had for Venom. It's not a good sign when one of the biggest talking points in your movie is the post-credit scene. Venom was good. Venom was enjoyable. Yeah. It, it was enjoyable. It's sort of classic. It's not like something you're going to rush yeah. back to. Yeah, I mean, it's a Sony superhero movie. It's, uh, you know, it's not going to be a classic, but I mean, it was all right. Eternals was trying to be, you know, I can understand, it's obviously trying to shift, and you know, it's like this huge juggernaut of Marvel trying to shift it into this new direction yeah. and struggling. Uh, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know, actually watching it, I had this thought, and I was like, I am watching... Marvel Studios and the Fantastic Beasts. That's what Eternals felt like. I was watching a Fantastic Beasts movie made by Marvel. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm going to watch it again and see. But yeah, it's first, t- first, uh, yeah, first take is not that great. Eh? It's not that great. Yeah. Um, let's move on. Don't talk about the Heart of the Fall. I haven't watched it yet. I'm very excited about watching it. And I'll Actually, probably do that this weekend. It now. Yeah, it's good. All right. Let's, um, you know, let's skip over. Let's play some music and go to, I need to head out then. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So uh, maybe let's start, let's start with, with Tammy's album. I'm going to pick one song. Play Sire. Woodsy Jenna album. Play Sire. sounds like. Zuvarabuda Kubarwa Kwe upenyu Utra Iwo masango Matema Akfuri Wanyuru Unamvuradzi Why did you request Sare by the way? Skip ahead to like 90 seconds Tambira Gamuchiri Life is a road, it's a journey All of these questions I'm burning Feeling no ways I'm unworthy Mercy, 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 mercy But I'm not counting my blessings Good song, good song, good song. Uh, I also want to play this one called Big Stepper. It's featuring Valley Music. Oh, 
So I think by the time, probably by the time this episode comes out, the album will be will be out. So please do check it out, and we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Two Broke Twimbos on Twitter. Vudzi uh, Jenna by Tammy Moyo. Uh, pretty highly anticipated. She's got a, 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 a rabid set of fans. Um, another song came out last two weeks ago. Last week, two weeks ago. Reverb 7 and Simba Tags. It's called Tsaona. I'm like, oh, 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 but you know this Won't stop, go, 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 just keep knocking Treat these bros like birds, they keep flocking It's so, 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 I see what she get it from. She said, My racket, Started at your way too nice. Nice. Everything she wants so pricey. I said, Make your toy friend up. That go money's gonna boyfriend. But hey, but it's on. 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 Some I'm a piano vibes for your December reverb seven and Simba tags with Tauna. And uh, one more song I want to share with you, Philip, uh, an alumnus of this show, Freya, who was on uh, the show a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we are awaiting her album. Um, yeah, she's released the video for the her current single BDE. I'm sure you'll figure out what the D stands for in that. Um, song and of course it's with Mr. Camera who we also had on the show. Check it out. Boy come through with big dick energy So confused I might need therapy Make your move, I get mad for the day Boy let's vibe, let me grind to the beat Make you sweat, you gon' burn calories I won't lie, I might catch felony Give me time, forget about Melanie Control, control me Won't you explore me Can you control Vobs, 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 vobs. Freya, that's what I got. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Phil Chart, that, right. that guy, Two Broke Trimbos. And always don't forget to buy original. There's a lot of unsafe whiskey out there in the market. Data. And you know, you know, the weird thing is, um, the more we get into this campaign, the more we haven't even really started posting. But I'm really getting a lot of people hitting me up, telling me about their horror stories with 
um, illicit alcohol. And I'm like, God damn. Like some people were talking. Mm, the block is hot. Others, Philip, others are hot. being threatened. Others are being threatened. The block is hot, yo. So, yeah, uh, as usual, guys, we appreciate your support. So please, twobroketwimbos.com forward slash donate and you will be able to uh, keep the podcast going with your financial contributions. We appreciate you doing so. Uh, otherwise, we will catch you in the next episode. Catch you on the social medias as well. And we'd love to hear your thoughts all along. Wait, what's so what's please do hit us up. And uh, yeah, on that note, Philip, uh, is there something you'd like to... Um, I am going to say, let's play... We haven't played out with 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 Basta 929 and Bushle. And I mean, Wait, it's a big song. What is that? What the old song. The song from his last EP? What do you think? The new one. Oh, okay. Nicolele. <laughs> I mean, unless you got something else that you want to drop, I mean. We could uh, always yeah. go, we could head into that Summer Walker album, City Philip. Boys is I up. mean, you know. City Boys is up. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, uh, we just, you know, as we get towards December, we give people the, you know, the, the, correct, the correct party songs that you should be playing. Yeah, so we will catch you in the next episode. We out. <laughs> hey guys, if you live in Zimbabwe, you may have seen a number of stories in the press speaking about the influx of counterfeit or illicit alcohol that's flooding the market. This is obviously especially concerning as we approach the festive season. Maybe you've even seen forwards in the group chat with alcohol being sold at ridiculously cheap prices. The scariest thing about this recent trend is that consumers don't know what's in the drinks they're consuming. Some of these counterfeit alcohols contain harmful products such as ethanol and pure alcohol, as well as coloring agents that could cause irreversible damage to the health of consumers. So because of this, Jameson Irish Whiskey has launched the hashtag BuyOriginal campaign. To help you identify that your Jameson Irish Whiskey is original, they have added extra safety and security markers to protect you. Whenever you buy a bottle of Jameson Irish Whiskey, look out for a clear seal on the neck of the bottle with the Jameson text and a white sticker on the bottle reminding you to drink responsibly. For more information on how Jameson Irish Whiskey is protecting you from counterfeit alcohol and how you can identify if your whiskey is original, head on over to twobroketumbos.com forward slash Jameson or look out for the information on our social media pages. Jameson Irish Whiskey by original. We broke, we broke, we broke.